From BGS, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Support for The Shift List comes from Nomad. The Santa Barbara, California-based tech accessory company specializes in leather and ruggedly engineered mobile accessories. Check out their line of phone cases lined with leather from the Horween Tannery in Chicago. It's the same stuff that they make footballs out of. The color of the leather ages with use and gets more beautiful over time, so even if your phone doesn't last, your phone case will. Head to hellonomad.com slash BGS and use code BGS at checkout to receive 15% off any full price items through the end of January. hellonomad.com slash BGS, 15% discount code BGS at checkout. For the entire month of January, we're headed to London. We've got interviews with some of the city's best chefs, including a natural wine bar turned restaurant, the first fine dining establishment from a distinguished alumni of Otolenghi, and the executive chef of Duck and Waffle, who's now a judge on a new show with the one and only Mary Berry. Stay tuned for those in the coming weeks, but let's kick off our UK month with Itamar Srulovich of Honey & Co. The Israeli-born chef co-founded Honey & Co. with his wife, Sarit Packer, a cozy spot located in London's once-sleepy Fitzrovia neighborhood that serves homey Middle Eastern fare directly across the street from their amazing food shop, market, and culinary boutique, Honey & Spice. They also opened Honey & Smoke in 2016, a big and buzzy grill house serving everything from lamb kofta and chops, whole fish and slow-cooked octopus, charred cauliflower, and amazing drinks. Itamar and Street racked up impressive resumes before going into business together with Honey & Co., both serving as alumni of the venerable Otolenghi restaurant and cooked together in restaurants around Tel Aviv before their time together in London. Three restaurants and three best-selling cookbooks later, family is the through line that brings everything together at Honey & Co., and not just because Itamar and Street are married. It seems like Itamar knows every staff worker, diner, and shop customer intimately, and his warmth and friendliness, in addition to the amazing food, is surely one of the things that brings people back. Itamar is the music lover between he and Sarit, so he sat down with me for this interview, and we ended up recording this on two stools in a pseudo-storage room in the working cellar underneath the Honey and Spice shop. The vibe was so laid back and casual, I found myself forgetting to lift my microphone before I spoke throughout much of our conversation. You'll hear what I mean. I spoke to Chef Itamar back in August. I'm uh, Itamar Surlovich. I'm a chef and owner, I guess, yeah. And manager, I guess, a lot of things, and, and occasional waiter and, and kitchen porter in Honey & Co. restaurant, together with my wife in London. Uh, we also have a deli across the road, Honey & Spice, and a grill restaurant down the road, Honey & Smoke. And we serve very traditional, very homey Middle Eastern food. We're both from Israel, and this is kind of the food that, that we grew up on, and the food that we love. We, we're both uh, professional chefs, so it wasn't the food that we were cooking professionally throughout our career, but it definitely is what we would cook at home. And when we opened Honey & Co, we said, all right, we'll give this a spin. We'll see how it catches. And it, it did, you know, I think it was, you know, the, a good timing and a lot of luck. And it did, it, it caught on very well. And then we, four years later, We've opened Honey and Spice, which is our little deli across the road. It's mostly a takeaway counter, but there's we sell all you know the lovely produce that we get for the restaurant. So all the pulses, all the grains, the coffee, tahini, all the fruit syrups, the vegetables, and and everything else that we like, like you know cookbooks that we like, and and good spice and. Lots of different things. So really, it's a great shop. It's, it's. I think it's the nicest place in the world. I love it. It's like you can spend hours 
just like rummaging through everything. And we've opened in the same year, which was an, an unhappy accident, but this is how these things work. We opened uh, Honey and Smoke as well, which is a little bit down the road, and it's a big restaurant, you know, because we just wanted somewhere big. <laughs> we want to have a proper kitchen and, you know, room for everyone. I think music is so much, yeah, setting the tone, but bringing up the tempo, especially in kitchens. And, and I always, I'm always looking for kind of upbeat music, like really strong rhythm, good bass line, something that, you know, that makes you knee jerk, that makes you bounce because you need to move, and something that wakes you up because you're, you know, you need to be alert and you need to be quick. And it's, you know, especially when we opened the restaurant, it was so hot because we were working so much. I'll get like, in the morning, I'll wake up. I was so knackered. We start every day, we had this thing that we said we need to be the first ones in the street to open. Seven o'clock, because the, the other guys would open 7.30. And it was such bullshit, because from seven until eight, we would do nothing, nothing. But still, we were like, all right, we want to be waking up so early, we want to be the first ones open. And then that means we need to be there at least an hour before to do all the baking and prep all the breakfast and then we would we would only do lunches the, we, like we would serve lunch until like six o'clock we would serve like full meals and then we need to like stop prep for the next day and then you know do the cash up clean up everything like it was just the two of us and rachel you're gonna meet rachel soon i hope and th this is the song that I'd, I'd put to wake up like every morning on the way to the tube what is that it's felakuti song uh it's called water no good enemy i don't know what that means but you just wake up in the morning with those trumpets and that rhythm you just bounce all the way through the tube and it's 12 minutes as well which is exactly my journey so you're on the tube listening to this yeah like you're not even tube. in the straw yeah yet. no 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 but the, it starts on the tube because you're like okay i need to do this i need to do that i need to check this i need to check that you, you need to like, and also you need to hype yourself up. This is like even before the first coffee. But actually this song is like 12 coffees. Listen to it. Like you can't sit still. You can't sit still. And then by the time you get to work, the song ends. I put my earbuds on, like take my earbuds off and then you're ready for work. And then it's, you're set the day and this was like every morning for maybe the first two years just this song like obsessive i'll play i'll play another one actually this yeah, is like one going. of the the two big songs of honey actually three big songs of honey and co when we just opened check this out <laughs> it's kind of a greek israeli mix it's excellent Wait for it. Oh no, she goes first. Yeah, it's great. It's everything. It's like Greek, Moroccan, Latin. It's everything. Where is this from? She's Israeli, and he's Greek. Do you know names of the artists? Sorry? The names of the artists. Saeed Khadad, and the guy is 
I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Sutis Volanis. Amazing, eh? And this is a huge song of like the early days of Honey and Co. So my, my wife and I were both we're both from Israel originally. My my wife is kind of of British heritage, and and we met in Israel. We're, we're both chefs. We met in a kitchen. We met in a kitchen of an Italian restaurant near Tel Aviv, and we we wanted to travel. So we said, all right, we're just going to come to London because my wife is British, and we're just gonna and she lived here before as well, and we're just going to work for a couple of months, and then we're gonna move to France and move to Spain and move to Italy and cook there and just move around for years and years and cook wherever we want. But this this never happened. <laughs> we came to London and we sort of got stuck in London and actually we fell in love. First of all, it takes so long to just get to know the city and just get settled in the city, to understand how it works, the people, the the, the vibe, everything. And then by the time that you do, you're you're in love. We didn't want to move around anymore. We still want to travel, but it's actually a very easy city to, to travel from. And how long ago was Honey and Co? So we moved here in 2005. Um, we worked in loads of different kitchens. We opened Honey and Co in 2012, and we I've always had this dream. Actually, I I've, since my you know since I was 20, I started working in kitchens. I w- I wanted to open the grill house, the kebab shop. That was kind of my thing, and we we've done you know we've done the circuit we've done the restaurants we we worked the kitchens we rose up you know we were both managing kitchens, so it was managing you know pastry sections and kitchens and multiple kitchens as well, and the kind of obvious next step was either you know either you know move to a bigger restaurant or run a bigger restaurant or you know bigger restaurant group or whatever or to open a place of our own. Which is which is what we wanted because we we didn't want to have bosses actually we're quite bossy people and we don't like to be told what to do, which creates a whole host of problems with each other. But uh, that's maybe a different podcast. <laughs> uh, and we thought we thought okay we're going to give it a spin, which was not which was super hard because we we were completely unknown. We had no money, absolutely no money, just like our savings. And you know, a chef savings—it's like it's nothing. And um, London's a hard town. You know, it's it's a it's a big town. It's a busy town. It's a very affluent town. It's expensive to set up shop here. And you you need to be known. You know, people will not will not even see you if if, if you're not known. So we were we were looking for a premises for a long time. We were looking for two years. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking, yeah, for two years. And you know, we we've seen some really crappy shitty dives that we couldn't even afford you know it was just like so soul destroying it was terrible and that's you know i'm not not even talking about fit out or or anything you know we just said you, you can't no no one would yeah no one would finance us nothing and we were looking in south london where we live we couldn't find anything and then we were just kind of just one sunday we were walking around here around this neighborhood in fitzrovia and we we saw we didn't know the area at all it's not it's not an area that londoners get to unless they need to go to the hospital or, or there's a big hospital here so we we just walked around the neighborhood one sunday and we saw a lot of empty shops which should deter you from going into an area 
there, there were a lot of empty shops and we said, well, you know, we'll spin the wheel. We'll see if, if we manage to find anything. And then this place came up. It was within budget. It had a functioning kitchen. It had a big window. And we said, okay, we're, we, we can't do the grill house here. We can't do the kebab shop, but let's try something else. And that's that's pretty much how it is. We, we, we took the shop. We turned it around in six weeks. It was all kind of fluorescent orange walls and lime green banquettes. And it had a massive kind of bain-marie and the, the aircon. Every time you turn it on, you get like waft of lasagna. And <laughs> like really old shitty lasagna. It was kind of, uh, I don't know if you have them in the States, like a jacket potato type place that you go and they put like tuna salad in your potato. We and call them baked potatoes, but yeah, yes, jacket yeah. potatoes are better. And then they would do like lasagna and soups and with centres. I think so that this is just like from what I smell from the aircon and the equipment we found there. Because the, the place was out of, it was shut. It was not functioning. It was shut for a year before we took it on. Which again, you know, who in their right mind? What's in the what's in service then? Like when, when people are this kind of stuff, kind of a little bit oriental, a lot of Afro beats, a lot like up tempo. Did you choose that because it felt like it, it matched the vibe of the, the restaurant, or like what? Well, it matches us and our mood, and I suppose that's the restaurant. Like that's kind of in your narhas a little bit. Okay, this in I don't know why, like how we caught on to this song, but it's so good. Yeah, baby, just starts so good. Yeah, well, it has you know, it has the good bass line, it has the good rhythm. It's kind of yeah, so good. Yeah, it's the best Fleetwood Mac song, actually. Yeah, no, it's the best. It's the absolute best. You can't, like, not sing. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, this is a huge Honey & Co song. Very, very big. But the biggest, the biggest Honey & Co song, this... Okay, stop now. This is the biggest Honey & Co song. And this is the song that we play in Honey and Co every day at twelve o'clock exactly. This is we don't start a service without it. Like whoever works, they play like twelve o'clock. They play it, prime yourself up, and they we sprinkle sugar on the floor. I don't know why. That's Alice Russell, who's amazing, by the way. Who is it? Alice Russell. Name the song. This is called Got the Hunger. Something's going on. And this is actually if you see the Honey and Co. cookbooks, like the the cookbook and the baking book, they have the first line is Got the Hunger, because this is how we start. I got hunger. I got hunger. Something's always telling me. That's that's a huge honey and co song. Tell me about the tradition of the sugar on the floor. I think it's like a kitchen thing that you do like when you have like bad juju, you just like put sugar on the floor. I don't remember. It's I picked it up for sure. It's for me, but I picked it up somewhere like in a kitchen. I'm like I can't think where, but you just do like oh yeah, you're gonna have a shit day, but like 
we would always do it with like little, you know, the little sugar sachets that you get. And you just like be like, oh yeah, yeah, we just kind of spring some on the floor, like like sprinkle some on your feet, on your feet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it works. Like you, you know, always like before stressful meetings and that, we'll be like, oh yeah. And then or something goes wrong, or we'd say, oh yeah, we didn't sugar up. <laughs> we forgot. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why. What would you say is the most, <coughs> or is your favorite um, kind of like more contemporary, or not contemporary, uh, like Arab music, or like artists that like people who might not be interested, who might not be familiar with that music should know about? I think a play? lot of people would know Rashid Taha. It's very famous. You would know, like you would know the song. You would know this song. You know, it's like it's on every kind of. Every American TV show, when they do kind of the Arab bit, this is the song that they play. <laughs> it's like Afghanistan 2015, this is the song. <laughs> it's an amazing song. It's Yaraya, it's the Traveler's song. You know it? I mean, I recognize the tone. You know the tune for sure. Like, I can think of like three. Like, yeah, I think it, it was in that Tina Fey movie, and it was in The Good Wife. It does, like, everything. I think this guy is, like, so minted from, like, you know, all the conflicts in the Middle East and all the movies that are done about it. He's, he's the guy cashing in on it, but he's amazing. His music's amazing. And I think he strikes that tone between, like, because this is, sounds like tradition, you know, you have the, the big violins, and you know the rhythms. It says sound, but it sounds very contemporary. It's very fresh. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, I love I love his music. So, what is some stuff that you uh, grew up with? Give me give me two or three artists that were important to you growing up. What you know, it's always there's always been like you know like your teens. I was listening to like American indie. Yeah, what bands? Pixies, which are coming to London in October. I bought tickets. What's your favorite Pixies song? Mm, this one I'll play. This is, I think, the best Pixies song. It's kind of a B-side, I think. It's such a good song. No, it's not the best Pixies song, actually. I lie. I'll, I'll play you the best one. What was that one called? Cactus. This is the best Pixie song. Actually, they have a lot of good songs. You have to you have to read the lyrics for this, like the translation. Planet of Sound. Um, Evil Hearted You, it's called. Evil hearted you, you always try to lower me with the things that you do and the words you spread against me. Classic. Ah. Is this in Spanish? Yeah. Evil hearted you, you will keep deceiving me with your false smile and your mermaid song. Smiling, deceiving, you flirt with me till there's no hope. Says it all. So any, any, so Pixies, any, what other 
Yeah. What was what else was listened to like as a kid? Lou Reed, I love Lou Reed. Love Lou Reed. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. So rough. Yeah. Yeah, I was very into that. So why do you think Honey & Co. has resonated so deeply here in London? Because um, I think you guys have taken a fresh approach to, to the, the food, you know, in, in a way. I think, the f I mean, the food is good. It's good, you know, it's super fresh, super, super fresh. The ingredients are really, really special, really good. And there's no shortcuts. You know, it's food like it would be made at home, but by someone who cares about what they do. This is the difference. We really care, and our chefs really care. They're amazing. And I think we're so, so lucky to have, like, you know, all everything, all this music at our fingertips, always. You know, we can be steeped in music, always, like, all day long. And it's, it's amazing. It's nice to have a restaurant to yeah. share it. It is, yeah, yeah. Like my most of my most of our guests are not crazy about their music, but yeah, it's it's for us. It's like even you know when you I work on the floor a lot, like serving tables, and you need you need a boost. You need like something to keep you in the zone. Yeah. Thanks to Chef Itamar Sulevich from Honey & Co. Head over to honeyandco.co.uk for reservations to either restaurant, an online honey and spice store where you can purchase everything from Sarit's homemade lavash, their favorite tahini, sauces, olive oils, and cookware. And while you're there, check out their three beautiful cookbooks. I hear there's a U.S. version of their most recent Honey & Co. at Home cookbook coming out soon. You can also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to Itamar's shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the places that you get podcasts. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitnauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. The Shift List is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. Be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at thebluegrasssituation.com. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>